Lecture Topic Mending Relationships in Preparation for Layla Shobarat Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihim nadheen astafa Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi minash shaytanir rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu kutiba alaykumus siyamu kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس الكذاب الذي يصلح بين الناس او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مصطفى الدرام الكرام بدز ملز this is a standard thing that according to the occasion at that level is the preparation for some small little occasion small dawat maybe somebody invited two three friends so the preparation is accordingly it might start off the morning of that invitation and if he is invited his entire extended family also then that preparation may start off maybe a week in advance even more somebody is headed for a few days to another province is going to Johannesburg so he might prepare one day in advance but if somebody is going for hajj then the person who has been already accredited for hajj some levels of preparation started now before ramadan already according to the occasion the preparation so the month of ramadan is already at our doorstep almost and this is a month where the pious predecessors the sahaba ikram in fact their preparation it is mentioned that 6 months in advance they would be preparing for it by making dua to allah taala by begging allah taala's help that they must be able to derive the maximum benefit from the mubarak month of ramadan and they would then prepare accordingly in terms of their amal increasing their amal etc So according to the value that they had for the Mubarak month of Ramadan what they understood is greatness so similarly was their preparation for it so therefore we too have to prepare for this Mubarak month very few days are left but whatever is left that too is a is an opportunity for us to make some preparation at least so the preparation would be obviously the starting point is sincere tauba begging allah taala's forgiveness from everything that we have done in violation of the commands of allah taala we want to derive the maximum benefit from the mubarak month of ramadan we have to remove the barriers and obstacles that come in the way of taking that benefit and the biggest obstacle to that is sin and unfortunately because of not having prepared with tauba in advance and that doesn't even sometimes cross our minds that this is one of the most important and fundamental preparations for ramadan sincere tauba which entails giving up the wrong feeling genuine remorse and regret in the heart for whatever mishaps took place whatever wrong has happened and a firm resolve not to commit that in future these are the primary conditions of the acceptance of tauba and if it pertains to the rights of people then to sort that out as well so because this has even crossed the mind that this is the starting point of the preparation for ramadan so that never happens and into ramadan those sins don't stop though the person mashallah started fasting he started making tilawat of the quran sharif also if it wasn't happening before and he started doing many other good works alhamdulillah but because this didn't even cross his mind he still committing the sins also whatever haram he was looking at he still looking at it whatever ghibat he was making he still making and so many other wrongs and vices continue as a result of which by the time the month of ramadan has 
past, the person is still as empty as ever in terms of the noor and in terms of the blessings that Ramadan showered upon him, it's all drained out. Before Ramadan left, he already drained it out. So in any case, that is the fundamental preparation for Ramadan. Sincere Tawbah, coming back to Allah wa Ta'ala. And then together with that, whatever we hope to do more in Ramadan, to become accustomed to it from now, to build a habit from now. We want to, inshallah, be making a lot of tilawat in the month of Ramadan, because that is the month of the Qur'an Sharif. But if you don't start now, it's going to be very difficult later to build up any momentum and to maintain anything that is going to be significant. Few days, some josh, after that is all sort of water and over because there's no capacity that has been built up to exert oneself in these amal. Then likewise, tasbihat, zikr, time dedicated for dua. The month of Ramadan is such an important month of dua. And just to highlight that importance, Allah Ta'ala has appointed the angels who are fulfilling a very special task. These are the angels that hold aloft the arsh of Allah Ta'ala. In the month of Ramadan, they are ordered to also say Ameen to the du'as of the fasting person. Subhanallah, what a great thing that these very special malaika they are being ordered that you must make Ameen, say Ameen to the du'as of the fasting person. But the time of the day while the fast is on also, hardly any time gets dedicated to du'a. And the most crucial time, the last 10-15 minutes before iftar, that time too gets wild away in some talking or getting too busy with preparing our iftar and so on, that time gets lost as well. So in any case, all this highlights how great this Mubarak month is. We should start doing all this from now. Dedicating time for dua, tasbihat, zikr, nawafil. All this will inshallah build up. And the month of Ramadan will come inshallah. We'll be able to increase it. As mentioned, the preparation for Ramadan should start off long in advance. Nabi Karim also gave us the message in the dua that he made from the beginning of Rajab. And Allah Ta'ala grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Shaban and enable us to eat Ramadan. So that was a lesson to prepare for Ramadan. But then one further preparation time we get. And that is Allah Ta'ala's special grace and mercy. That Allah Ta'ala has afforded us an opportunity that comes just on the doorstep of Ramadan, the 15th night of Shaban. We are just a few days away. Allah Ta'ala's hikmat, Allah alone knows. And we are not, it's not our place to be delving into the wisdom of the various commands of Allah Ta'ala and what Allah Ta'ala has decreed. But this virtue that Allah Ta'ala has placed in the 15th night of Shaban, that countless people are forgiven and Allah Ta'ala's special mercies descend, Allah Ta'ala himself calls out from the beginning of the night, is there anybody seeking forgiveness, I'll forgive him. Anybody seeking risk and sustenance, I will grant it to him. Anybody seeking a solution to a problem, I will give it to him. And various needs of insan, Allah Ta'ala calls out himself. So such a great and auspicious night. So this virtue comes just in a night that is just two weeks prior to Ramadan. Ramadan is such a great month in itself. If it was our thinking, you would say, okay, after Ramadan, then there's a small gap, there's Hajj, Zul Hijjah, it's itself a very auspicious month. And after Zul Hijjah, okay, there's Muharram. So, well, Muharram and then is Ramadan, somewhere in between should be this 15th night. Well, the virtue of the 15th night of Shaban should be somewhere in between. So now, we'll space it out, that's our thinking. But Allah's hikmat, we can, what can we fathom of it? But one of the things that appears to be that Allah Ta'ala is giving us an, a chance to take a wake-up call. That look, if you haven't prepared up to now, then come to your senses. It's going to get too late now. So now such a great occasion comes that this banda will inshallah stop to take stock of himself now. That well, such a great occasion, I should, should come to senses. What am I doing? Where am I heading to? What have I done in my life? 
where my the month of Ramadan is my doorstep am I ready for it so this 15th night of Shaban the highlight of it is the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala so it's bringing us to the first preparation of Ramadan Tawbah that we want to receive Allah's forgiveness and we want to gain the great blessings of Ramadan which starts off with making Tawbah so when such an occasion comes such an auspicious night comes the person has some some level of iman some spark of iman in his heart he'll stop to think I can't let this occasion just pass and don't even make any amal don't make tawbah don't turn to Allah so mashallah he will turn he'll make some effort he'll make some tawbah he'll repent so now already this is a very great preparation for Ramadan and now Ramadan is just two weeks away inshallah he'll stay steadfast on the tawbah then he will consolidate it further in Ramadan so this is a preparation time so one is it gives us a chance to reflect to come back to Allah Ta'ala and to make tawbah but then while on the one side this is an occasion where Allah Ta'ala's special mercies descend his great maghfirat and blessings and forgiveness comes on countless people but yet certain people are excluded mentioned in the hadith now we hear about these details every year and sometimes we hear about it on the night of the 15th of Shaban there'll be some program in the masjid so we hear about it by the time we're digesting it the night is gone and then we say well okay now next year I'll, I'll try and keep this in mind for next year so by the time next year comes again the same cycle we forgot about everything if we paid attention perhaps in a Juma or so before and if the topic was that then we might be picking up something otherwise in that Juma talk if we took our 40 wings then we missed out that as well so the thing is that this is now Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this opportunity to discuss this not just for the sake of just discussing an old lesson and well we have to now just do something and hear something and say something know the intention of Amal the intention that we make Amal on what is mentioned what guidance has been given to us in the Quran and Sunnah that is the bottom line merely speaking for the sake of speaking or listening for the sake of listening that's not going to benefit anybody yes inshallah in a good gathering we'll get the benefit of being in the gathering of the angels of the malaika in the house of Allah Ta'ala but the benefit that should bring some change in our lives that will come when there is that need for change there is that deep talab there is that yearning and that seeking for it that I want to become Allah's I don't just want to go through the motions I've been spent enough of my life just going through the motions just coming and going just feeling content I perform my salah so I can do whatever I want after salah as well so while out of the masjid I'm already contemplating what haram I'm going to commit but I perform my salah so it's okay that is not going to avail us on the day of Qiyamah to want to get direct entry into Jannah we don't want to just go through the motions no, nothing can we can't do anything in dunya and sustain it just going through the motions which marriage can last if the couple just go through the motions of life there's no attachment, there's no bond there's no affection between the couple they don't have any consideration for each other they have no time to be concerned about each other's but that's between two insan whereas neither created the other neither sustains the other neither nourishes the other nobody is keeping each other alive it's all Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy so with insan who haven't done all this for us but we can't sustain the relationship if there's no bond there's no there's no love in that bond there's no togetherness and just going through the motions of life that will fall apart so likewise, we should reflect in our relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Our Rabb who created us. Every breath we take is His grace. Every morsel we chew, hundreds, maybe thousands of people's efforts have combined into that one morsel. Then it came into our hand. Then it went into our mouth. And then we chewed it. That chewing also, so many things happened in that mouth itself that saliva which Allah Ta'ala made it possible for it to now be produced 
and all the things that went, the entire functions that came into being to help to chew that one morsel of food and then to help swallow it. And then when it went down into the stomach, what what happened there and how many systems came into play and what went into the digestive process and how the energy was extracted and how the different aspects were separated and how the harmful substances were then expelled and what systems Allah Ta'ala put in place that one kidney sometimes doesn't function optimally and the person has to go for dialysis he needs to connect to a big huge machine and at such a major cost for one hour Allah Ta'ala presented that in our, within ourselves which is working 24-7 at no charge but we go through the motions of life when it comes to our relationship with Allah Ta'ala and still feel we did Allah Ta'ala a favor that we came in the masjid and performed our haphazard rakats so now this becomes an opportunity for us to come back to reality that now enough of life going through the motions I need to have this very deep love for my Rabb I need to gain the marifat and recognition of Allah Ta'ala and therefore anything that comes in its way I can't afford it I can't afford having to do with anything that will disrupt this relationship with Allah Ta'ala or anything that will prevent me even getting there so now such an occasion comes like the 15th night of Shaban and such great virtues such great blessings Allah Ta'ala's rahmat shows down but then in the ahadith there are certain categories of people mentioned who be, are deprived of the mercies of this night deprived of the forgiveness of this night one person there was he was very hurt and broken about something so now he had distanced himself from somebody so what happened so immediate family person what happened why what's the problem so he says well this person came and he everybody was in this room whole lot of people so he came and he greeted everybody I was standing there too and then he stopped I was the last person but he stopped at the person before me I thought maybe he just didn't notice me or something and after a while some after some discussion and so on he had some whatever in his pocket some sweets or something like that he started dishing out to everybody he left me out and then he went away and then besides that anything else he says no this was what an insult and what what obviously that was wrong we have been taught in deen salam salam to every person younger older obviously males making salam to males not salam to non-mahrams and females to the females but in any case now salam is taught to us ignoring somebody in this way is wrong but the point is that he didn't hit him he didn't hurt him in some other way this was wrong but this became such a serious matter for the person concerned he said I don't have nothing to do with him anymore why? because he treated me in this way so now somebody didn't greet him somebody didn't just share one sweet with him he probably had a more expensive item of some more luxurious item before that and after that as well but it was the gesture so now he doesn't have anything to do with him so for small things like this you want to have nothing to do with anybody what will happen if there's a serious matter what happens if somebody slapped him what happens if it was worse than that for little things we show our displeasure so now that is the that is the lesson that when we are upset about something then we express our displeasure in some way or the other and we say look you don't come I can't invite you I don't have anything with you not the right thing to do but that's how we do it in that context to understand this that's just for the sake of an example that context that incident is to take this lesson and to understand that what's the gravity of what is being mentioned that on such an occasion where Allah Ta'ala is showering down his rahmat and on such an occasion Nabi Salaam says certain people are nevertheless deprived again without any resemblance Allah is beyond any resemblance one is a father dished out some gifts to his children left one out on just any other time that too would become a very serious matter but imagine the day of Eid and now he calls everybody for Eid and he's dishing out some valuable gifts to everyone tells one child 
Sorry, I got nothing to do with you. That will be like Qiyamat, if the child has got some sense of what the parent is. So now that's the context in which to understand this. That on such a night, such torrents of Rahmat, and some people are deprived. Now we don't have time to go into all the details, but just to touch on a few things, and for us to then acquaint ourselves in this little time we have still left, and make amends, sort things out, this is a clean up time. Clean up for the month of Ramadan. Just on a general note, if you look at all the categories that have been mentioned, of those who get deprived of the mercies of this night, it boils down to relationships. Either the relationship with Allah Ta'ala, for example, in the Hadith Sharif is mentioned, Illa li mushrikin. A mushrik is deprived. Doesn't have iman, he's committing the worst crime of shirk, so he's totally out. He's broken the relationship with Allah Ta'ala, so he's out. So one is the relationship with Allah Ta'ala is not in order, then that is a big problem. And the rest of the categories that are mentioned, generally this boils down to the relationships with people. People whose relationships we have been ordained to uphold. So either the relationship with Allah Ta'ala is not in order, then that is, person is out, or the relationships with people are not in order. Like in the Hadith Sharif is mentioned, that illa li mushrikin aw mushahinin person who's harboring malice for others now that's a big barrier in the relationship he's harboring malice even though he's smiling but that's a big barrier he's not going to do good for somebody he has malice for and he's going to find ways and means of how to drop somebody down how to hurt someone in a very subtle way in a crafty way in a roundabout way making it sound like I'm trying to help you but I'm trying to drop you all this will happen. And now just that malice itself is such a major problem that that person wishing ill for the next person, wishing harm for him, that becomes a barrier from gaining the rahmat of such a great night, gaining the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Such a person's du'as are now are answered. Then in the hadith is mentioned, Aqun liwalidayhi. The one who is disobedient to his parents. Disobedient obviously in matters that are within the limits of Shariat. Cannot be outside the limits of Shariat. That is disobedience to Allah Ta'ala can never be compromised. The obedience of Allah Ta'ala cannot be compromised for anyone. There is no obedience to the creation if it involves disobedience of the creator. So now this is highlighted. Aqun liwalidayhi Person who is disobedient to his parents Subhanallah The relationship that Allah Ta'ala has highlighted Of parents and children In the Quran Sharif That it is next to the relationship With Allah Ta'ala Wa'abudullaha wa la tushriku bihi shay'a Wa bilwalidayni ihsana Keep the relationship with Allah Ta'ala correct Worship Allah alone Don't commit shirk And keep the relationship with parents correct Immediately with the relationship of Allah Ta'ala, next in line is mentioned the relationship of parents. This word aq comes from aqqaya uqqo in Arabic, which means to cut. Because that disobedience cuts their heart. Like a person gets a, some cut on his hand, some way it burns. The heart is the most sensitive organ. Can you imagine what that hurts? And now that is being mentioned here, that person who commits this disobedience that results in this, he's deprived. This this hurt, this pain, we sometimes, and insan in general also, we take it as one of those things, if somebody got hurt, so what? We all insan, we all make mistakes also. Sometimes, despite our best efforts, we slip up somewhere, we do something, say something that hurts somebody, but we shouldn't just ignore it and carry on like nothing happened. Because this can become a very great barrier. What happens in the Akhirat is another matter, even in dunya. 
such a great personality, author of almost a thousand books and some very voluminous works. One particular work, Bayanul Quran, a tafsir of the Quran Sharif, very, very academically acclaimed work. One day, his wife had to go to some family, maybe her own parents' home or whatever. So she said to him that, look, every morning at certain time, I open out the cage of the, of the chicken and then put the grain for it. So in the morning now, tomorrow I'm not going to be here. Ensure that you open that cage out, let the chicken out, and then put the grain out for them. And then obviously they will feed themselves the day, and then in the evening they'll be put back into the cage, the pen, whatever. Now he was a person had his whole day all mapped out. He had no time for any entertainment and wasting of time. Everything was very, very organized and planned certain time for certain work, certain time for certain work. So his whole day was planned out in this way. Now that day, this additional task came. So he had said, fine, I'll do it. But because of this very systematic day that he used to have, and a time for everything and a place for everything, it just happened that he slipped up. It completely slipped his mind. Because it was not something that... It was part of his daily routine. Now it was something that came out of the blue and it slipped his mind. So in any case that day, at the appointed time in the morning now, which was after this time of having to now open out those chicken and let them feed and put their grain for them, it was his time to sit down and write the tafsir, Bayan quran So he came and sat down to start writing as normal, took the pen, took his papers, surround, took, to take off from where he left off last. Now he's sitting and thinking and thinking and referring to some other kitabs now to try and... But he's blank, completely nothing coming to mind of what he should pen down. So after some time passed, very unusual, this is never the case, normally his pen just flows, except maybe just fatigue or whatever it might be. So okay. Let's put this on pause for today. And some other work, the work of answering fatawa, let me just do that for now. So he brought out the fatawa, the questions that people had forwarded, and now sitting down to now answer the fatawa, which was also part of daily routine, daily work. And that too would just flow. Now he's sitting to write the fatawa, and he's stuck. There's nothing coming to mind. Simple questions that he has answered previously, but somehow... He just can't seem to figure out how to get it going, what to write. Now he stopped, he stopped to think, something is out of place. Now these are the people of Allah Ta'ala, that this alarm bell rings. We, what what carries on, and the alarm bells ring too, we don't hear it. So immediately something is out of place. So now what to do? He went onto the musalla, performed some two rakats, four rakats, whatever Allah knows best, how many rakats of salah he might have performed, and then profusely wept and begged Allah Ta'ala, Allah, I have done something seriously wrong. So, guide me to correct what wrong has happened. Guide me towards correcting the wrong that I have done. And he did this, and this came in his heart, that my makhluk is suffering in there, how do you, how you expect us to open this knowledge onto you to write? Now this was a voice in the heart, however it came, whatever it was, but something within him spoke out, so to say, that you kept these animals, these birds, locked up still after their normal time to come out and feed. So this is the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala, and the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala is suffering due to you, so if the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala is suffering due to you, while well, you are engaged in this work, you are in the service of Allah's work. Is Allah Ta'ala's favor going to come in you, onto you in this time? He realized this and immediately rushed off. He sorted that out. He opened them, fed them, and then came back and sat down to start the work. And without any delay, again the pen was flowing as before. Now the lesson to understand and take from here is, one is given these animals. This is not... This is one incident that happened in his life. This is in the Hadith Sharif. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has 
highlighted in so many instances, don't even cause taklif to animals. One hadith says, don't make the back of an animal a member. Now member, normally a person sits on the member, the Imam Sahib will sit on the member now when he has a lengthy discourse, he's giving a whole bayan, now he'll sit on the member. If he has a short announcement, he'll stand and give the announcement. So now there's a lengthy uh, duration that he's going to be busy with something, so now he'll sit on the member. Now that was the example used. That now you're passing somebody for two riders now, would often happen now. Two riders would pass, so now they know each other, they stopped to now greet each other. Now one is you greeted each other and carried on. But now they're sitting on the, each one is sitting on his animal. And now they're talking stories. And now they're catching up all the whole kazao the last time they met. So now the ten minutes they're sitting. For that ten minutes they're enjoying the seat, but the animal is suffering unduly. Because it's not being ridden now. And it's just being used as a seat. Nabi Sallallahu said, don't do that also. That too is cruelty to that animal. Ittaqullah fi hadihil baha'imil mu'jama. Nabi Sallallahu said, beware, fear Allah Ta'ala with regards to these dumb creations. They can't talk, they can't speak for themselves, they can't complain to somebody. But Allah is hearing their complaint. So in any case, even if animals are hurt, are troubled, are disturbed, that doesn't go without its negative consequences. Then what about insan in general who are unduly hurt, unduly disturbed? Somebody who's unduly given some taklif. What about that? And then if, what if that insan is a Musalman? If that animal also that had these consequences, then insan will have more consequences. Any insan is Ashraful Makhluqat the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation. But then Allah blessed that insan with Imam, he's now a Musalman also. And if that Musalman is now somebody's relative, and if he's not just somebody's distant relative, it is his own, his blood relative, and if that is not just his blood relative, it's his own parent. Subhanallah, now where will this finish off? So now this is highlighted on this occasion. Aqun liwalidayhi. Now what the point is, that way we started off, that one example, that if somebody is upset over someone he wants to have nothing to do with him, then he will say, look, I'm upset with this person, I don't want to see him also. This is the extent to which Allah Ta'ala is saying, I'm displeased with some people, that on such a great occasion, my mercy is not coming to you. So any person who has some sense of iman, some consciousness, he will be jolted. Say, I can't afford this, to be deprived on such a great occasion. I need to make amends now. Later is too late. I need to make amends immediately. That is the whole objective. And that is perhaps Allah's hikmat, that this has come two weeks before Ramadan to jolt us. Jolt us to get into action. Make amends. <clears throat> Among the other categories mentioned, the one who serves family relationships, this too is a whole topic in itself, there's so much of detail in this, no time, we've already passed the time. And the person who's indulging in intoxicants, the person, males who allow their garments to flow below their, their, their ankles, these are all categories that have been mentioned in the hadith of people who become deprived of the mercies of such a great night. What the purpose is, that it meant to jolt us, to come to our senses, to humble ourselves, clean out the relationships correct and amend the relationship with Allah Ta'ala and mend the relationship with the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala our hearts clean what do we lose in cleaning our hearts out there's only to gain and the simple prescription that the Quran Sharif has given us in all these kind of issues the issues that come up in life we are also sometimes faltering here and there due to which now somebody else gets hurt somebody else gets offended and somebody else falters sometimes, we get offended, we get hurt. But the response that the Qur'an Sharif has taught us, idfa' billati hiya ahsan. That you reply and you respond with that which is better. One is a tit-for-tat response, and the other response is worse. That is, this is not wrong in itself, if we just 
exactly what was done, the person took that much of revenge, he's allowed that. But that's a tit-for-tat response. And a very terrible situation is somebody threw one pebble, you throw a whole rock at him, meaning exceeded the bounds. But what we are being taught here is the flowers for thorns response. If somebody is throwing thorns, you throw flowers back. Idfa' billati hiya ahsan. Now this takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot from within a person. Now, whatever was said to me and how I was treated and what happened and what didn't happen. Now all these thorns were thrown at me and I must throw flowers back. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Idfa' billati hiya ahsan. فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَهُ عَدَاوَةٌ كَأَنَّهُ وَلِيٌّ حَمِيمٌ Allah Ta'ala is saying, you want the peace, you want the happiness, you want to enjoy that love and mahabba. Because if that mahabba is not there, you too can't be in peace. It's not just a one-sided thing. That we, got, we cut somebody off, so only that person now will be in. We also feel uneasy. There's something to address some rights to de- claim, by all means we are entitled to it <coughs> in a dignified way, within the limits, by all means. person wants to do that, he's entitled to it. But the relationships are a very important aspect indeed, highlighted in such an important occasion. And this response is the prescription the Qur'an Sharif is giving, that do it and see. Allah is saying to us, that have trust in me. Allah is saying, idfa' billati hiya ahsan, this will be the result. That do it for Allah alone, but. فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَهُ عَدَاوَةٌ كَأَنَّهُ وَلِيٌ حَمِيمٌ The person between you and him, there's enmity, he'll become a bosom friend. The Qur'an Sharif is saying it. But again, further Allah says, وَمَا يُلَقَّاهَا إِلَّا الَّذِينَ الصَّبَرُ But you want to get there, you'll have to have sabr. None will be able to achieve it illa ladina sabaru. That person who has sabr, he'll have the heart to do it. And those who have a very great fortune awaiting them, they'll have the sabr. So the person who has the sabr, he has a very great fortune coming up. Great fortune is not only driving a fortune No harm in that if Allah has blessed somebody with it, Allah keep it with afiyat. But the great fortune is what's going to connect us to Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. Allah says, the one who's got that very great fortune awaiting him, the one who at the time of moth will hear that great glad tidings, the one who will see this great fortune in the cover, on the day of Qiyamah, and in the great stages of Jannah, then that person, that sabr will come in him. Having that sabr is an indication I'm heading somewhere, inshallah. Not that a person can make any claim till the last breath on Iman. And if something that sabr just we can't seem to find it anywhere, then there's a problem we need to find out where's the problem. Treat the problem and get ourselves sorted out, clean ourselves out, come back to Allah wa ta'ala. In this way we will gain, our dunya will be made, our akhirat will be made as well. Allah wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala grant us those hearts that become totally connected to Him, that are filled with His muhabbat, that are filled with that zeal and enthusiasm to do that which pleases Allah Ta'ala, to mend our relationship with Him and mend our relationship with His creation as well.
صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا الله الله جل جلاله عم نواله الله 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 
ഹിയോം يا احد صمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هم الا فرجتها ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم سلمنا لرمضان وسلم رمضان لنا وسلمه لنا متقبلا اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving allah ilahu alamin ya allah forgive us ya allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah allah forgive the entire ummah of nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin ya allah make us your true and obedient servants ya allah make us your loyal servants ya allah allah fill our hearts with your mahabba ya allah ya allah save us from ya allah allah just living life through the motions ya allah with the empty heart ya allah allah what a kind of existence this is ya allah allah that we passing this life ya allah eating all your na- Allah ya Allah enjoying all your bounties ya Allah ya Allah using all the faculties you blessed us with ya Allah Allah now our hearts are ya Allah empty of your mahabbat ya Allah ilahul alamin this is itself such a great crime ya Allah Allah forgive us ya Allah Allah we put all the love of everything else in our hearts ya Allah Allah as a result we have become deprived of your love ya Allah ya Allah fill our hearts with your mahabbat ya Allah fill our hearts with your love ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of nabiy kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah fill our hearts with the love of deen ya Allah with the love of the amal of deen ya Allah with the love of the efforts of deen ya Allah accept us in our progeny till qiyamah for the efforts of deen ya Allah with ikhlas and afiyat and qabuliyat ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah these mubarak days and nights are in front of us ya Allah ilahul alamin do not ya Allah Allah deprive us of the blessings of these nights ya Allah ilahul alamin don't deprive us due to our sins ya Allah 
bless us with the tawfiq of sincere tawbah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us a tawfiq of tawbah and nasuh, ya Allah. Ya Allah, tonight in your house, ya Allah. Ya Allah, with your tawfiq, ya Allah. We've raised our hands to you alone, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, ya Allah. We're making tawbah tonight, ya Allah. We're begging for your forgiveness, ya Allah. On our behalf, ya Allah. On behalf of our families, ya Allah. On behalf of our friends and relatives, ya Allah. On behalf of the ummah of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah shower down your maghfirat, ya Allah. Allah shower down your maghfirat, ya Allah. Allah forgive our blatant disobedience, ya Allah. Allah forgive our total disregard for deed, ya Allah. Allah how we trample your commands, ya Allah. How we trample the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Without any care, ya Allah. Without any shame, ya Allah. Allah forgive us, ya Allah. Allah today we are repenting, ya Allah. Allah will not go back to that haram, ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, all the sins that we have committed, Ya Allah. All the wrongs that we have done, Ya Allah. All your commands that we have violated, Ya Allah. Allah, we're making tawbah from it, Ya Allah. Allah, you give us the tawfiq to stay steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of all the evils, Ya Allah. Ilahu lahlameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us your forgiveness, especially on these Mubarak occasions, Ya Allah. Enable us to see the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Enable us to achieve the object of Ramadan, which is taqwa, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to achieve your mahabba, Ya Allah. Ilahu lahlameen, Ya Allah. Save us from those who get disgraced, Ya Allah. And those who get deprived of the blessings of Ramadan. Throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are in any suffering, hardship, pain, difficulty, Allah remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah grant afiyat in deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Allah all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah those in any financial difficulties, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahu alameen, ya Allah. Allah, remove all the anxiety, the depression, the worry, the sorrow, the grief, ya Allah. Fill the hearts with sukoon and itminan, ya Allah. Allah, throughout the world, ya Allah. Allah, wherever the Muslims are being oppressed, ya Allah. Remove the oppression from them, ya Allah. Hold back the hands of the oppressors, ya Allah. Allah, give them hidayat as well, ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, ya Allah. Wipe them out from the face of this earth, ya Allah. Ya Allah, in particular, brothers and sisters in Palestine, ya Allah. Allah, you shower your rahmat on them, ya Allah. Ya Allah, shower your blessings on them, Ya Allah. You protect them, Ya Allah. You safeguard them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them open victory over their enemies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant them complete victory over their enemies, Ya Allah. You strengthen them against the enemies, Ya Allah. Allahum mansurhum ala aduhika wa aduhuhim. Allahum mansurhum ala aduhika wa aduhuhim. Allahum mansurhum ala aduhika wa aduhuhim. Allahum kunlahum mu'inan wa nasirah. اللهم كن لهم معينا ونصيرا اللهم العن الكفرة الذين يصدون عن سبيلك ويكذبون رسلك ويقاتلون أولياءك اللهم شتت شملهم اللهم مزق جمعهم اللهم دمر ديارهم اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وزلزل أقدامهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم خذهم أخذ عزيز مقتدر اللهم اكفناهم بما شئت اللهم اكفناهم بما شئت اللهم اكفناهم بما شئت اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين